You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I am KC, I'm your host, and we're back. We're back. Kind of. Kind of. So, we've had a three-week break uh, on the Sega Lounge, as I, you know, I anticipated in the first episode of the current season of uh, the Sega Lounge. Uh, I said that we would probably have different phases or stages, I don't know, um, in, in, the, in this season um, because of certain life happenings and obviously uh, also because of our guests. So we want to have the best guests for you guys and some awesome interviews. So we want to um, you know, tie in these interviews with uh, game launches with special stuff that's happening in the community so that's why we'll have other um, you know short breaks in between uh, different stages of this season of the seg lounge but we're now back uh, we had an awesome interview planned out for you guys this week however uh, things um, didn't turn out the way we planned them so our guest wasn't able to join us to record the interview uh, in time for this episode. So instead of not having an episode or just doing a rerun, we're doing things a little bit differently this week. So last week we had a, a rerun of an entire episode of the Sega Lounge with uh, the TJ Davis interview as voted by you guys. So this week we'll have a mix of new stuff and old stuff. So in the three weeks we've been uh, away, lots of stuff happened and we want you guys to, you know, get up to date with that, up to speed. And so there's a new edition, an extended edition of uh, the news desk which chatted this week to make up for that. Also, we have another edition of Memories of Sega with a winner with you, focusing on um, a game based on a movie and that's all I'm gonna say for now but stay tuned for that it's awesome however we don't have a, an interview a new interview for you guys so instead of uh, not having anything other than uh, our news desk and memories of Sega I decided to re-air uh, the second most voted interview uh, you know by you guys last week and so we'll have Mr. Corey Marshall, one of the most fun interviews I, I have to say I, I did for, for the Sega Lounge, I think. Uh, back in Season 1, Episode 17, so we'll travel back in time to November 2014 uh, and have a chat with Mr. Corey Marshall of Shenmue fame. 
So that's it, that's what we'll do. Don't forget to join us on Discord, radiose.ga slash Discord, to chat with other people listening into the show. Let us know what your thoughts on our show and this current season of the show are. If you have any suggestions, send me or send them to me uh, to kc at radiosega.net or just you know, a DM on Discord. That also works. Um, also, tweet at Radio Sega if you want, hashtag the Sega Lounge, and please just enjoy and have fun. Let's get started with uh, our sweet soul brother Shedded and uh, extend, extended, and you know, our way of get you up to speed with the current news, an extended version of News Desk. News Desk. Hello and welcome to the Sega News Desk. During our three week break, we asked Alice Kit to save us the news. Which he agreed upon after a game of rock, paper, scissors. Which he won. Either way, we start off with the recent launch of the Nintendo Switch. And there's been so many news recently about it, that we'll sum up in the rapid fire section. On the 3rd of March, after the Switch's launch, Sega updated their Puyo Puyo Tetris website to include new content such as wallpapers and icons to make your phone look snazzy while people wonder why you have a Mean Mean Machine wallpaper. Also related to Puyo Puyo Tetris, YouTube user Nintendan uploaded 34 minutes of the Japanese version of the game running on the Switch, showcasing the main modes. Also, we got an announcement that the game will be priced at $29.99 according to Nintendo.com. Wonderboy the Dragon Strap finally has a release date. One anticipated game for the longtime Sega fans will finally launch on the Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on the 18th of April, with the PC version releasing on a later date, and PlayStation Store's users in Europe can pre-order the game now. They added Wonder Girl to the roster. Toe and Earl Back in the Groove is coming to the Switch later this year, as it was revealed a few weeks ago at PAX East 2017. For a refresher, Back in the Groove is the upcoming Kickstarter game from the original developers, and it's a blend of the best parts of Toe Jam 1 and 2. And from the Switch-related news, we move to the actual announcements. Sega of Europe has announced the release date for Dawn of War 3 on PC, slated for the 27th of April. With it, they also detailed the ways you can buy the game with a regular, limited, and ultimate editions, priced at $59, $64, and $129.99 US dollars. Sega of Japan also has a new Initial D arcade game coming soon, named Initial D Arcade Stage Zero, and its name is due to being tied to the new Initial D The Movie, a revised adaptation of the first chapters of its manga. The game will feature six speed gear shifts for the first time and all new background music. They also announced that a virtual on and index crossover game is, is coming to the PlayStation 4 and Vita in Japan, titled A Certain Magical Virtual On, slated for 2018. Valkyria Revolution is coming west. This new entry into the Valkyria series will launch for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in June. With it, the Vanergaard edition will also be available for pre-orders and launch copies, which includes a metal pin with Vanergaard's insignia, the soundtrack, and the special box cover. Senile Team, the developer who brought us Beats of Rage and Rush Rush Rally Racing, announced a new action platformer for the Dreamcast and PC, named Intrepidesi. According to the official website, and I quote, 
The game's gameplay and graphics are like a wonderful marriage between classic and modern gameplay. Explore a colorful and imaginative world as a lovable, witty, and above all, intrepid Izzy. Currently it has no release date, but any further updates are coming soon over at intrepid-izzy.cnlteam.com. And after the rush of announcements, here are some updates and rumors on some games already announced and or are out in the wild. Straight from PAX East, the Sonic social media team has demonstrated Sonic Mania's level transition between them and revealed Green Hill Zone Act 2, as well as the boss for Sudiopolis Zone, the Heavy Gunner, part of the hard-boiled heavies. And steaming off from South by Southwest, Sonic Mania also got a new classic level, which is Flying Battery Zone. This fan-favorite level from Sonic 3 & Knuckles was teasing the Sonic panel, with new art and some easter eggs if you noticed in the trailer. Unfortunately, it came with the news that the game's delayed until the summer. For quality reasons, of course. And Project Sonic 2017 is now Sonic Forces. The game got the much-needed attention with a new instrumental theme, a new name and an official gameplay trailer, resembling Generations and running on the new Hedgehog Engine 2.0. A month before its launch, Persona 5's schedule for the first set of DLCs has been revealed. These DLCs include costumes from previous Persona games and Lavalus's on Catherine, special background music, Personas from previous entries, like Persona 4's Izanagi, and more. The prices range from free to $6.99, and will be released every week after its launch on the 4th of April. There is a petition running to bring Shenmue 3 to the Nintendo Switch, citing that the Switch is the closest to a Dreamcast 2 we will get, and that Shenmue 3 releasing on the console would be perfect due to the controller similarity. The petition is currently at halfway point by the time this is being I mean broadcast live. Because we all do things live. <laughs> We're nearing the end of the desk, so we'll highlight the exciting things coming to the Sega community, whether it's fan-made or official. Sega of Japan is releasing the special Yakuza 6 PlayStation 4 Slim faceplate in the country. It features a matte black presentation with a special silver dragon tattoo, along with two Hatsune Miku faceplates. These will be priced at 3,000 yen each, and it's available on Sony Japan's PlayStation website. <laughs> DJ Cutman and Donny Cordoni have released the Streets of Rage Remix EP on the 4th of March, named The Streets. This six-track album features popular songs from the legendary Yuzo Koshiro, and turns them all into synth goodness. It also features a special Rob KTA remix, and it's a hit. The album's available right now on Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. And that is it for the news this week. I've been Shattered, and you can follow me on Twitch at Darkwind underscore, and on Twitter at DarkwindPT. See you all next week! So thank you so much to Shattered for that for uh, letting us know what happened in the world of Sega and the community in the past three weeks or so. Thank you so much for that. Next week we'll be back with another edition of the News Desk with our sweet soul brother, Shadid. So we'll take a quick break now. Uh, it's time to play some music. Uh, and then we'll be back with uh, the first part of our interview uh, of, with Corey Marshall. 
recorded back in November 2014, November 6th, uh, 2014. So it's been a while. Uh, but it's it's a great interview. In between uh, segments of the interview and before the Sega Lounge, we'll also have a、uh, Win Was Use Memories of Sega, so stay tuned for that. And I'll be back in a few just to close off the show and let you know what's been,、uh, what we've been working on for the coming weeks. So enjoy, this is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega.
This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. And we're back. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. We just played the theme for Shenmue from the original game, of course. And that was a song that was uh, requested, actually, by Corey Marshall, our guest tonight. So, hello again, Corey, and thanks for joining us on the Sega Lounge. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's our pleasure, it's our pleasure. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, sure, my name is Corey Marshall. Uh, many of you know me from the Sega game Shenmue. Uh, I played the character of Ryo Hazuki, and uh, yeah, that's kind of what we're here to talk about tonight. <laughs> yes. So, uh, for those two or three people who didn't know, yes, we have the voice actor, the English voice actor for Ryo Hazuki from the Shenmue series on the show tonight. So, yeah. Um, but I, I actually know that you didn't start off as a voice actor, right? You used to be, for example, you used to be a professional dancer, right? Uh, that is correct. Yeah, I started my career when I was pretty young, uh, and I did uh, live performances, uh, stage performances, just acting, um, graduated into dancing eventually. I think it came from my uh, martial arts background. I had studied, uh, first I had studied Taekwondo, and I had studied uh, several different martial arts after that, but I think just my natural physicality um, sort of translated into that and you know I was able to they wanted me to do musicals and they saw that I could move really well so that kind of translated into dance and then really um, I guess you could say my later teen years I started to take dance real seriously and that's what I ended up going to college for there in uh, Purchase, New York ended up studying uh, ballet and uh, modern dance And, uh, yeah, I did that for a while. I actually I really enjoyed it, really loved it, and um, did some performances in New York City. Even did some performances here in L.A. with uh, ballet. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit strange to go from, uh, martial art, uh, from, yeah, from martial arts to something as, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. as structured and as, you know, I don't know if you want to say beautiful as ballet. Um, but you know this this has happened a few times before I mean uh, even Jean-Claude Van Damme went from uh, you know from ballet to, to martial arts so he, he did it in the opposite direction <laughs> but yeah so or I, I guess he, yeah again it's, it's 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 interesting how life has kind of brought me along like you said I've I've done a lot of things <laughs> almost <laughs> everything that I can that you can think of so Awesome, yeah. And I uh, know that you were actually um, a national uh, taekwondo champion as a child, right? You won a uh, tournament. Yeah, that's right. Well, within the uh, American uh, Taekwondo Association, they've they've uh, they've changed that now because they are so international. Um, the I had when they first started doing these 
tournaments, yeah, I, I went all the way up and uh, they ended up starting uh, world tournaments. And, and uh, I, in 19, gosh, I think it was 80, 1989 and 1990, actually, I won back-to-back uh, -back world championships with uh, Taekwondo in sparring. Awesome. Yeah. So don't mess with Corey Marshall. That's <laughs> what we're trying to say now. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Um, before you, you started doing voiceover or voice, voice acting for video games for Shenmue specifically, uh, did you have a good relationship with video games, so to speak? Uh, did you play video games? Did you like them? Not really? Yeah, no, I did. I, I was I was a pretty pretty good video game player. <laughs> I yeah, I, I did spend a lot of my, my uh, young hours playing games and uh, have always been fascinated with them. Always played them. You know, it's it's interesting. I suppose uh, um, uh, I chose to get um, a uh, a different system. I had the uh, the uh, Nintendo system and I also and I also had the uh, the original uh, Sony system as well so the we're, thing shocked. Is my we're friend, all shocked yeah he, he had his <laughs> Sega system and we would go back and forth at each other's house and I would play his Sega games and he'd come over and, and, and we'd play my games but you know I guess the game that really kind of got me interested in uh, kind of epic role-playing games with story and music and everything of course was Final Fantasy and uh, I played that one religiously and I was all over that one and my friend me and my friends were really into that one and and that's really what sort of attracts me to a project um, like Shenmue because you have uh, um, you know characters that you can relate to right characters that you see yourself in or characters that you that you maybe you want to be something you see in that character that inspires you to do things and yeah role-playing games have always sort of been my favorite and i'm really quite honored to to be a part of uh shenmue and uh sega's uh sega, sega franchise and i don't know i'm uh, like i said it's just something that I that I used to play when I was young, and mm -hmm. it's uh, just amazing that I was able to uh, to to get into that business. So. Awesome, awesome. So you'd say RPGs are were always your favorite genre of video games, right? Yeah, you know, like I said, I've I, man, I I've, I played them all. You know, you're talking about uh, Sonic, and you know, I I used to really love uh, the Rally Racer on uh, on the Sega platform, and. Uh, those games have always really been fun and entertaining and you know we always used to love to challenge our friends and stuff like that but really yeah RPGs is, is where my heart lies and um, to, yeah, to be a part of that on Sega it's just it's a dream come true really yeah so um, I actually was going to, to ask you if you were familiar with Sega games before you worked on Shenmue but you already said your friend had a, a Genesis perhaps or yeah it was uh, yeah it was Genesis yeah yeah and you played arcade games as well right yes that's right yeah okay okay nice nice uh, also uh, the the arcade games Sega arcade games are, are awesome so 
you didn't miss yeah, out on that. I still love finding nice. uh, Sega arcade games just around the world somewhere. That uh, I, in fact, uh, last time yeah. I saw a whole pack of Sega games was in uh, was in Vegas, and I ended up <laughs> taking a little break from vacation just so I could uh, throw some throw some change into those uh, machines and play those. I love I love Sega arcade games. They're really good. Yeah, same here. Awesome. Okay, so um, I think the, the question uh, we should ask right now is how did you get into voice acting? Because I think Shenmue was your first uh, ever uh, game you did uh, voice acting for, right? Yeah, it sure is, you know. Um, how did that come to happen? Really sort of by accident, I suppose. So, yeah, at the <laughs> time I was going to college for dance. And uh, like I said, I had uh, previous acting experience. And I had done some uh, some little bits of uh, filming there in Texas before I had moved to New York. And uh, they had filmed uh, Rough Riders out there and they had uh, got some Walker Texas Ranger out there that I was in and um, <laughs> stuff like that. But uh, most of my acting had been on stage And so I was going to school for dance, and I, there's this uh, publication that comes out called The Backstage, and it lists a whole slew of auditions, and I, and I was going through it, and I happened to see that, uh, yeah, that, oh, they didn't, they didn't say who they were, but they said that they were doing uh, an audition for a gig that would be, um, that we would have to go to Japan and uh, stay there and do the uh, voiceover work for a major video game. And I thought, wow, um, that sounds pretty awesome that I'd have to go to Japan and live there for a little while and work doing voiceovers. Okay, so <laughs> I, uh, I just auditioned for it, you know, and it's, it, it's really interesting because the way most auditions go is that you, you do an audition And sometimes you just forget about it because it's weeks later, maybe even months later. I mean, I've done auditions where they've called, I've, you know, I did an audition once where they called me a year later for the project that I had auditioned for. So when I had auditioned for Shenmue, they called me almost immediately. I would say maybe two days later. And they said, hey, we really like you a lot. Um, could you come in and um, we have some we have some uh, some of our staff that we would like you to, you know, do the audition for one more time. And I was like, okay, sure, great. And so I came in and uh, they really didn't need me to change much. I mean, the, the thing is the character, they, they just said, hey, could you make your voice just a little bit higher? Um, maybe just one pitch, right? Just one, just one up because they wanted the character to sound a little younger. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, sure. But I really didn't have to change much at all. You know, they just sort of seemed to like me. They just seemed to laugh, like, you know. Yeah, they, that's why like your voice sounds thing. familiar to us. Because you, <laughs> right, you right, sound, sound just like Ryo Hazuki. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah uh, Sif Shenmue uh, is, is asking, did you drink a Jet Cola? Oh, <laughs> um, oh the, you know, the Shenmue jokes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, what's great about living in Japan, well, a lot of people know this now because of the uh, grocery stores, of all the really uh, fascinating 
drinks <laughs> and snacks <laughs> that uh, that Japan has, and that was quite an adventure to actually go there and try out weird things like Picardi sweat, and uh, uh, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it did remind me like w- when I was in the game and the character would go into the into the uh, stores. It's like, oh man, that's that is pretty accurate. You know, <laughs> they have some strange things to drink. So. Yeah. So you said you auditioned for a certain uh, or with with certain Sega uh, staff members, right? The Sega of uh, Japan or Sega of America? You know, it's uh, interesting. It kind of happened uh, on the other side of the uh, voiceover glass. You know, to be honest oh, with you, okay. I don't even know who was there. Oh. It's kind of dark and secretive, and and I and I kind of thought it was. As part of the whole uh, project, I was like, "Oh, maybe it's a secret project that we're not even." Because again, they didn't tell me who they were. They didn't tell me, uh, you know, what the. They told me a little bit about what the project was, and um, I, and I and I thought, well, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe they don't want to really re- reveal what it is, even to the uh, to the actors who are aud- auditioning. So, you know. I never even knew who was there. You, <laughs> you could know? have in, ended up doing uh, instructional videos for uh, the mafia or something. I this know. is how you <laughs> hold a gun. This is how you <laughs> kill someone. I see. I know, or, and I had to go to yeah. They'd, they'd have me go to Japan, and uh, I don't know. Like you said, there's there there is some mafia influence there, just like there is in a lot of places, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's. I think that's me being a young teenager. I think that's a fear that my mom had. She thought that I would go to Japan and that they would, you know, I don't know, put me in some slave camp or something like that. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh well, it's a it's a game, mom. They just bought me a ticket to Japan. See you later. <laughs> you know. Don't worry, mom. It's not China. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, th- that's interesting. I I th- actually thought the auditioning process would be in front of people and not uh, in a in a, a voiceover room or something yeah behind the they glass did, yeah they did decide to uh, I guess they wanted to have it recorded in a professional style and they wanted to send that off to Japan perhaps even yeah, to have perhaps, uh, yeah. Mr. Suzuki himself uh, mm-hmm. uh, listen to it and but yeah the, the audition happened really fast And they ended up hiring me really fast, and I get—I don't know if that's a Japanese way of doing things. They're just like, all right, well, this is it. Hit go, and let's let's have the ball rolling. But yeah, I've again, I've I've auditioned for things and forgotten about them, <laughs> and uh, I end up getting the role later. And it was great that it happened so fast. I, uh, you know, I had to end up stopping my college um, to do that. I was uh, enrolled, of course, full time in the uh, dance program there at SUNY Purchase, and um, which is also a really great school. I don't. I, I was pretty lucky to get in there. I don't know how or why, but I don't know. Maybe I was just a guy, and not too many dudes do ballet. But I was, I, w- I was pretty lucky to go to that school as well. But that that aside, I had to stop and uh, to 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 spend so much time in Japan because the first time I went. Went with, I think it was for four months. Second time was three months, and I had, you know, had to kind of stop everything I was doing here. And it's it's good because it, it led me where I am today, and uh, even with this uh, new business that I'm involved with. So awesome, yeah. So you you were in Japan 
four months the the, the first time right uh, yeah that's right so that was the whole the, the 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 period of time the whole recording process took or did you have time to to go sightseeing to get accustomed to the japanese culture as well or did yeah, you just they... record non-stop 24 hours a day and... <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny you know um they gave me a script man that was you know a few inches thick every day because th they want you when you interact with different characters they just wanted me to say different you know the same thing again and um I thought that that was interesting that they chose not to, you know, record it once, I suppose, and then and then just play that same soundbite over and over again. They they did choose to, yeah, they gave me a really big, thick script every day, and it had everybody's, you know, character in it. It had all their lines, and, um, uh, and you know, they're really in-depth. I mean, even the people, they, they gave me a list of all of the characters major and and non-major characters if you speak to this person if this person talks to you on the street they had uh their full name they had where they were from they, they had their blood type they had um all of this information just for like i said really minor characters that you would have you know some street vendor that you talk to or something like that that sounds exactly and, like what uh, the mafia would do <laughs> <laughs> these are your targets <laughs> read up <laughs> know everything about them mm, indeed but uh yeah so but you know they were very uh kind to me as well and they did give me a week off uh both times i was there to uh enjoy japan and go wherever i wanted and um but even then you know sometimes uh, uh if it was a really heavy uh day with other characters They wanted me to, to be there and to interact when we had major scenes, right? Oh, awesome. With the characters that were there. A lot, of, um, a lot of studios will have people come in separately, do all of their lines, and if they have other characters, they'll have them do those characters as well, and then split. All right, thanks. See you later. Mm -hmm. We've got everything. Yeah. Um, but the way that they chose to do it there at Sega, which is really great, they had Uh, multiple people come into a room and of course sometimes there's like five people in one room and um, you you all do a scene together which is so much better because you really get a lot of uh, energy off of each other and sometimes you're doing a line and you and you don't know how that other person has done that line in other projects because they haven't voiced it yet and uh, you know sometimes uh, maybe you won't even get that so your reaction might be different it uh, depending on how the other actor chose to do it like man maybe they went really over the top with with this line and wow he's really angry maybe they chose it that particular way but if you're a voice actor maybe you don't know that maybe you don't know that that other character is really angry maybe he's really brought up the pitch in his voice and maybe that you would <laughs> do it a different way so yeah sega chose to have all those people in a room which was really great for the actors to 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 feed off of each other to hear what the other actors are doing and to and to react off of that and do your lines uh accordingly yeah awesome awesome so uh, what kind of uh, prep work did you do for for uh rio hazuki uh, 
when you got to Japan, you didn't know what uh, what the character was like and what the project was, right? Not yet. When you um, first got to Japan. Yeah, no, they 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 gave me scripts. They gave me a lot of details, a lot of uh, visual details as well. They mm -hmm. they gave me um, detailed background on the game, where you know where it was taking place, when it was taking place. Um, they did give me uh, some video for me to watch of the Japanese version. Mm -hmm. And when I when I got there. Uh, they gave me the they gave me the console they gave me the game and they said okay great this is the uh, um, English uh, subbed version play it all you want um, you know we, we we expect you to have fun and and play the game and and I was like great I have to come to work and play games sweet <laughs> so I got to uh, play the whole game all the way through and it, and, and it, I really did try to find um, the secrets but man they're really some of those secrets are are defined and uh <laughs> i I, just, I ended up voicing things and i was like man really this is in the game I, where was this <laughs> and uh yeah some things i just never found and it's it's great that uh <laughs> yeah. there's some of the games that even i haven't accessed yet only th only through voicing yeah, so. <laughs> yeah you were there but you can't remember uh, Safe Shenmue is saying uh, English subversion with Japanese audio. I think that's what you meant, that, right? That's right. That's that's what they gave me. They had the uh, original Japanese actors, and yeah, they they subbed it in uh, in English for, for uh, yeah for me to play. And I didn't know if I, I think you know I I prob I heard some information that some other people had access to that version somehow some way, but uh, I, I'm not exactly sure how that was distributed. But um, yeah, that's that's what they gave me. Cool. By the way, did you uh, get to meet any of the Japanese voice actors that worked on the game, or just uh, the no, English I ones? Didn't. Un unfortunately, I really didn't. I, I would have loved to done. I would have loved that. But, but uh, I, I think it's just because when um, when the the Japanese go to work you know they really kind of put their heads down and 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 get the work done and i i, I would really have loved to meet the uh, japanese voice actors but I, i i did know what their work obviously through what i was playing and um i did uh i did check them out as far as their profiles are concerned and stuff like that so but i i i wish that i could have met them but hey it's all right <laughs> maybe for a with three yeah <laughs> who knows <laughs> yes uh what about the other um english voice actors um so you already told us that you uh, actually recorded some scenes together did you get to hang out together as well or not so much outside of the yeah absolutely you know um in particular the voice actor uh, eric kelso who uh, ended up doing uh, Ren, he ended up also doing, um, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, character in the first, uh, I think, with the suit. Yeah. Tie um, Master Chen's son, right? Yeah, I, I'm, Which blank, I can I'm blanking remember on his name. Right he, now. Also, he also did oh, yeah. uh, Fukuhara, and he also, he did a whole oh. bunch of characters. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Guizang. Him and I, is, because we did so many scenes together, mm -hmm. 
uh, uh, Gui Zhang, somebody yeah, yeah. says, yeah, that's exactly who it was. Thank you for, for reminding me. Uh, let's say Shenmue. But, uh, yeah, we, we ended up being together so many times because our characters interacted with each other that, indeed, we did become friends. And uh, he's cool. He's, he's from California. He's very tall. He's got red hair. He sticks out like a sore thumb in Japan. <laughs> Always wears like leather jacket, and you know, it's like twice twice as large as most most people running around in Japan. And you know, he's like he's kind of like a Viking. You know what I mean? He's got a beard and everything. He's such a cool guy. And uh, we ended up uh, hanging out, and we we became good friends. Eric Kelso is a great guy. Awesome. So. Um, for, for a moment there, I thought you were describing me, considering I have red hair and I have a beard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you look you like know, a Viking as well, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps not. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sefshen is saying, uh, it would be amazing to find the original version Cory played. Really. But probably that exists only in Sega's vault. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably true. You know, like I said, I, 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 somebody, somebody told me once, and I can't verify this that they said that they were able to play that version, but I don't know if that's true. But it's probably right. It was probably only for Sega. Maybe they had done that um, for people who wanted to play it. Maybe, maybe the other English actors who wanted to uh, play the game. Mm -hmm. um, Man, I'd I'd be amazed if they did it just for me, but you know I wouldn't be surprised either because that's that's the Japanese way. You know what I mean? They yeah. really they really do things. I don't know. They 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 really kind of go overboard and make sure that everything is perfect. I don't know. They're 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 very good workers that way. You know. <laughs> yeah, but by, by the sound of you, uh, of you talking about uh, the, the the whole process of recording for Shenmue, uh, it sounds like. You actually uh, enjoyed recording for this part more than other uh, parts you, you actually did because of how Sega did things, how Japanese people do things, right? Yeah, um, I, I think it might be my martial arts background and the, the, the background that I came from. Um, taekwondo is, uh, well, at least when I was in, involved in it now, it's, things are a little bit different here in the states but it is kind of a militaristic um martial art you know what i mean you have you have a very serious hierarchy you know you you kind of you you kind of follow the rules you have you know there's there's a lot of discipline there's uh and, and that's that's sort of translated for me i understood that when i went to japan that that type of culture i know i know that we're talking about very different peoples here but i think uh perhaps it's uh uh, uh it's a bit more of a i could i could say it's a broader asian culture where um yeah there's there's a very you know specific structure a very specific order and um you kind of you kind of uh, do your thing and this and this of course can be a very positive thing and it can be a very uh, negative thing as well. Some people just cannot do that. Mm -hmm. And Americans are very famous for, you know, cutting corners, uh, you know, getting the job done, maybe a different way, sort of outside the box thinking, uh, which can be very good, but also could be very dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but yeah, it was very interesting for me to come from um, a culture that 
that kind of prizes almost almost reckless thinking you know what i mean the, the american culture i should say in the united states really is they kind of prize reckless people who who make it you know what i mean and and if you're and if you're reckless and you fail then okay well you weren't smart enough or you didn't work hard enough or whatever but you know these these people a lot of times they just they'll, they'll fail and they'll fail and they'll fail and then maybe one one time they have a great company or they have a great idea or they have or they they become a famous actor or whatever the case may be but yeah it, it, from me coming yeah. from that type of, of environment and going into the japanese environment where things are very structured uh everything from the, your family life to your work to you know to uh school um it, they have all I, these you know, rules right and then follow yeah, them you know, I, i was fascinated i was fascinated by it of course uh just to see how everything works in a social structure and um i i myself could fit in there and 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 do uh, and and you know and 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 do that yeah. so yeah i think i think it's a, it's a western thing not just the us i'm from portugal and it's actually almost the same and it's all that there, there's all this debate about that because some people Don't, uh, some people follow the rules and they're not successful enough and then there's the other people that <laughs> break the rules and uh, have lots of money and have lots of success so there's all the debate about following the rules or doing it your own way and yeah I think it's a western thing Japanese people are more yeah. strict and uh, disciplined I think Sure. I mean, you can see enormous successes of people who have broken the rules, and you can say, "Oh, well, if you break the rules, then look how successful you'd be." But we, you know, <laughs> we're talking about like one percent of one percent. You know, like point one percent of the population, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but people just think the those are the the ninety nine percent or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you you just uh, we talked about a bit about the, the process of recording for for the games. A any difference between recording for Shenmue and for Shenmue 2 uh, in the whole process and how you did things? Uh, any difference in your mind? Any difference uh, from Ryo Hazuki in the first game to the Ryo in Shenmue 2? Did you do anything different with the character? Uh You know, the only thing that they did tell me was that um, that the character is a bit more seasoned now. You know what I mean? So they said you could, you know, you could give him a little bit more. Uh, I guess you could say you could give him a little bit more meat as as you know as the voice actor. Maybe you could make him a little bit. Maybe you could make him a little bit deeper sometimes, or maybe you could. He he is a little bit more. Um, not aggressive but more outward towards some of his um uh some of some of his inter interactions with other characters mm -hmm. he, he was a little bit more laid back and i think maybe i think maybe too because he he ended up in another country you know in the, yeah. in the second game that he was you know a lot of people uh talk about him and his relationship with uh some of the female characters and You know, if you know anything about Japanese culture, of course, that's extremely Japanese. They're, they're you know what I mean? Their relationship <laughs> with each other and, um, and and things were, you know, a little bit different 
in uh, the second game. And like I said, he just they did say, yeah, things are a little, little bit different now. He's kind of in a different mindset, and he's yeah. So so things were a little bit different. But as far as the process is concerned, um, no, things were pretty things were pretty tight the first time, and the same thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, things did move a little bit faster the second time, I think, because they they, uh, they found so many actors uh, the first time around. They were able to sort of call back these people and, uh, you know, pretty much get any English speaker in Japan to uh, come over and voice this game. Yeah. Um, that they were able to sort of have the same uh, uh, list of people. I think maybe that's why things came a little bit faster the second time but that's about it yeah you mentioned uh, Ryo Hazuki's uh, interactions with female uh, characters right so he had Nozomi in the first game and then they uh -huh. kept throwing different women at him uh, in the second game um, did it did, did Ryo change from the first game to the second in regards to that I don't think so I think he, he uh, actually uh, was still a bit naive when it came to women. Oh, for sure, yeah. He, um, you know, like, his character hasn't even really gotten there yet, you know what I mean? I think his young life had a lot of uh, a lot to do with his father and his, uh, and his family in the dojo and um, everything else, you know what I mean? That, that sort of life, so he hasn't... Uh, as a character really hasn't even gone there I suppose you know what I mean and perhaps Nozomi was supposed to be that interest in his life but it didn't happen fast enough it just war just didn't happen at all you know and so yeah I think perhaps the 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 reason why they threw all these other characters is that um, a lot of young men can see these uh, women as things that they that they might be looking for you know what I mean there's the uh, you know maybe there's the young reckless type who rides the bike maybe the, there's the sort of uh, uh, you know the, the woman who, who takes charge you know who's who's the one you know she's the one who's uh, who runs her own martial arts and maybe she's a little bit older maybe she's a little bit more wiser than you I mean, you know what I mean like maybe some young men <laughs> see these women <laughs> and uh, maybe see something that they might want in the future or maybe that's something that they're looking for but Yeah, I mean, you know, when you, I think when they're throwing these other female characters his way, it's just maybe uh, people can kind of relate to that character and be like, well, which one would I want to be with? You know what I mean? Which one would I want to spend my time with? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we'll we'll ask you that in the, in in a few minutes. Which of them would you choose? But yes, uh, moving on for now. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> um, I was oh yeah uh, so the, the recording process and the whole um, the way the whole process worked for Shenmue 2 was exactly the same as Shenmue 1 uh, did you give you yeah. more information this time less information you know the um, stuff? They, they did they do they do reveal of course parts of the story to me before um, before we record but yeah I mean if as far as as far as the process is concerned it was pretty much the same um, but but the, the mood does shift from 
uh, of course, all the players know this, right? A mood does shift from kind of a revenge, a, a revenge quest to um, a, a quest of deeper meaning. You know, there's some mystical stuff involved, and things kind of really change, especially toward the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, the, the the mood of it changes, uh, but as far as process is concerned, that that was definitely the same. But um, again, with the character development, um, he does kind of realize that there is something else with this mirror. That that, uh, but he's not really quite sure, you know what I mean? So things, I, I, I mean, again, it's toward the end, things really do change. And I think probably for the, uh, the third installment that, uh, who knows, uh, <laughs> uh, things might change a lot. Let's see. Yes, let's see. One day, perhaps. Yes, we'll stop guessing. Uh, Save Shenmue uh, actually is uh, asking something interesting. How Shenmue has changed the lives of many different people, in your viewpoint? So, you know, or and why? Why, why do you think that happened? I think that this is true. This is actually true for me personally. Uh, but um, wh why do you think Shenmue is so important for for as many people as it is? Yeah. Well. Um Yeah, I'll try to answer that in two parts. So, as far as how it's changed, you know, I've heard people tell me all kinds of things. I've heard people tell me that they have chosen the career that they have because of Shenmue. I've had people tell me... Um, Do that... they run lucky hit stands? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Did they choose to uh, run lucky hit stands? because of shit. Okay, well, here's, here's for an example, right? <laughs> so somebody, I mean, somebody even told me once that uh, they that they learned to speak English playing my game. Um, and that helped them get, uh, they, they, have, they are in a business now and that because they started learning and that they actually learned English playing my game, that they're in a better position now in life in their business because they, because they learned to speak English playing my game. Um, yeah, I've heard people tell me, you know, again, I'm a developer now, I, you know, I, I, I do games, I do, uh, you know, all, all, all kinds of things that, that people have said, Shenmue has really got me, I've had people who do films now, people, uh, I met a young, um, at the time he was a, a um, an assistant director, and he said, I got into this business, uh, and your game is really one of the he said one of the uh uh top three games he didn't even tell me the others i think but he said that my game was the top three games why he got into um i think it's, it's shenmue shenmue 2 and shenmue 3 <laughs> <laughs> wow and why why it is why it why it's like that i think um well no again when it's a story when you have a great combination of uh story music uh character it it brings people in to the story right and they and they want to play it and they end up, and it ends up becoming a part of their life where you know they end up going home and they play it every day for months you know and it becomes yeah. a pretty significant part of their lives i mean if you can imagine going into um You know, let's just say you're going into uh, you go to college and you end up going to college and 
Great Britain or something, you know, that being in Great Britain is going to change who you are, your personality, you know, how, how you do things. And, and I think because the game is, it was one of those games that was pretty comprehensive at the time. I mean, it was very large. It was, you know, people did think of it as another world. I think that it really kind of brought people into a different state of mind and it ended yeah. up kind of changing who they were. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think most of us that grew up with video games um, thought of Japan as that mystical place overseas and uh, being able to immerse yourself in that world, being in Japan in 1986 was actually awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really did bring you uh, into another place. This is that You know, uh, with games, it's it's different than a movie. So if you go to a movie, you pay your, you know, whatever, your $12, $15 to go to a movie and you're entertained for two hours. Maybe you'll talk about it for a little while. But when you when you play a game, you play it for a long time. And you, you really sort of immerse yourself into that. And, um, you know, if you allow it, if you allow it, it really does change your life. And I'm 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 happy to be a part of, of something that you know people have chosen um, to, to be a part of their lives. Yeah. So uh, uh, related to that, uh, in your viewpoint, are video games an art form? Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I can't. You know. This is turning into a serious interview now. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to our listeners. Any part of it that's not... <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything that uh, is not an art form when it comes to games, right? I mean, first of all, you have to, you have to create something. So it is creative. Um, you have to have your imagination, even if it's uh, even if you're just you know you're playing uh, Doom, right? Where you're going through a maze and you're you know you're blown up uh, creatures it's like that you have to you know it's, it's a creative process so in the very um in the very uh surface sense of it yeah it, it's definitely an art form but um when you when you look into it yeah a little bit deeper is it an art form uh and 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 in the other way yes because um art is supposed to um uh, you know it intrigues people it makes people think It, um, it, it, you know, it, an artist is trying to bring other people into their world, right, into their mind, and, and indeed, when you have a game like Shinmu, you, you are changing people's perceptions, uh, you, you know, you're, you're bringing them out of who they are and what they are in their world and yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, like you said you're in Japan in 1986 this this is uh, it's it's definitely a, it's definitely an art form yeah I think that the whole Shenmue experience really can change a person's life yeah so yeah let me see if we had any other Oh, Save, uh, Save Shenmue said, I always wanted to follow a career of driving forklifts, but in reality, it's not that easy. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to own a Lucky Hate stand, but alas. Yes. You know, I've always wanted to take a forklift and race it around with a bunch of other people and start slamming into walls and other people and stuff like that. <laughs> but I think that that's probably not as easy as well. <laughs> it would be amazing. Yes. One of the things I, I think um, also... Uh, it's also awesome in, in Shenmue is the soundtrack. And you actually... When I asked you if you wanted us to play any Sega songs, you mentioned the Shenmue theme. And you said it was one of the most beautiful pieces of music uh, you've ever heard or something. Uh, do you think the soundtrack has some influence in how people uh, say that Shenmue changed their life? Um, yes, uh, because, you know, um, you know how sometimes when you, when you catch a, a whiff of somebody's perfume or something like that and it instantly brings your mind back to uh, a different time in your life? Um, when I when you hear that soundtrack and you hear those uh, particular instruments playing, it really does bring me back to that to that time in my life, and it reminds me of what was going on, what was happening, the things, the people I was involved with. Uh, um, so, and, and even today, I mean, even when I go down to uh, Chinatown here in uh, in Los Angeles. And uh, I hear music playing. You know, even weird. You know, even when I'm in a supermarket and I hear the supermarket music <laughs> playing, which is ridiculous, it, uh, it it reminds me of Shenmue. And uh, uh, but as far as yeah, as far as like a, uh, it really does bring back that nostalgic feeling, right? It really does. It, it even kind of. Uh, I don't know, my brain is definitely sending signals down to my body and it's releasing, I don't know, endorphins or something like that because it really does give me a happy feeling, uh, a nostalgic feeling, and um, it, it... If only so, uh, so, yeah. Western supermarkets... For sure, I think it does. Yeah, if, if only supermarkets, Western supermarkets had uh, an awesome tune like the tomato convenience store <laughs> if only yes. I know I have to go to Little Tokyo to get, to get the soundtrack of my life so <laughs> you know it's great actually where I where I live here in Los Angeles so they do have they don't have a tomato market but they do have a tomato bank oh. and uh, I ended up taking a picture of <laughs> tomato bank and I thought that, that was pretty cool I can imagine the the adverts on television using the the music. Yes. Well, I think um, it's time we do a quick break, quick music break, and when we get back, we'll ask you a few more questions, and we'll have the Sega Launch Challenge, which we haven't talked about yet. But all right, um, sounds good. Yeah, don't say that because you don't know what's coming. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you challenging Andy, me? Yeah, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Oh uh, man, I hope not. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fail. So. <laughs> 
Radio Sega. It's playing the best Sega music 24-7. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. As you may or may not know, there's a new Power Rangers movie out, so it only seems fair to focus this week's Memories of Sega on the Mega Drive game based on the original movie from 1995. Released in the same year, Power Rangers the movie is a scrolling beat-em-up which follows the plot of the movie. Or at least half of it does. You see, this particular game follows both the movie and a few episodes of a TV show, presumably as filler since the game reaches the movie's climax by the second level. Still, at least it's more faithful than the uh, Nintendo versions, where the only link to the movie is the main villain Ivan Ooze. But does that make the Mega Drive one better? Well, I wouldn't know as I haven't played the Nintendo ones, but at the very least we can see if this game is any good. The first I heard of this game was in an article in Sega Pro Magazine about upcoming movie tie-ins. Power Rangers the movie was one of the games mentioned, but there weren't any screenshots, just a little information that it would be a scrolling beat-em-up. I wasn't expecting much from it after hearing about it, but as a Power Rangers fan who gained a little bit of enjoyment from the otherwise poorly received first Mega Drive game, I was at least a little interested. I would ultimately see only one review of the game in Mean Machine Sega, and they were not kind to it at all. Still, it was one I wanted to try out myself. I'd get that chance when I went to a friend's house, and he just so happened to have rented the game. Uh, we played through it in two-player mode, and both agreed that it was alright, but nothing special. Fast forward to one day in 2002, where my new Mega Drive collection was still in its infancy. I was going to my cousin's house to save a weekend that weekend, and decided to look around my local cash converters before we left. There I hit quite a jackpot. Several Mega Drive and Saturn games were there that I wanted to buy, and I snapped them right up. Amongst these was Power Rangers the movie, and while it was the least impressive out of the games in that pile, I still chose to buy it for the collection. Of course, as we were at my cousin's house over the weekend, I had to wait until we got back home in order to play any of the new games I bought. The game takes place over six stages, and you can choose from any of the six Power Rangers at the start of each one. However, none of them really play that much differently, aside from a few weapon attacks. Speaking of which, there are a few attacks available. As well as the basic combos, you have jump attacks, a dash attack, a projectile which can be used by holding down and releasing the attack button, and a special attack that drains health that hits enemies all around you. At the end of most stages, you'll face a boss area where you get to use the Megazord and the Falcon Zord as well. The Zords handle pretty much the same as the Rangers, but the jump is replaced with a guard. In between each stage, you get a series of story screens, and these are quite nice. The music is also pretty good, naturally the theme song is in there, and the rest of the tunes are nice chiptune renditions of some of the tracks from the show. However, the gameplay is quite a bit monotonous. There are only two main enemy types, Oozmen and Putties. Aside from varying amounts of health, there's no real variation between the enemies at all. Occasionally the bosses will join in, and you do also get to fight Goldar a few times, but other than that, it's just the same two enemies throughout. To make matters worse, the second level goes on forever, and Stage 4 is a maze, not a particularly fun one either. Having said that, Stage 4 also has a hidden boss fight with Lord Zed if you can be bothered to look. The Megazord sections are okay since it's just you and the boss, but they're not really enough to save the game. Ultimately, Power Rangers the movie isn't a dreadful game, but it does get a little boring. 
but just two main enemy types, not many moves and overlong levels, it's not really one I'd recommend. It's not a particularly hard game either. If, like me, you're a Power Rangers fan, the game isn't without its charm, but if you aren't and you're just looking for a great scrolling beat-em-up that isn't called Streets of Rage, then don't bother looking here, as you won't find one. Memories of Sega We're back. <laughs> Sorry for that. Missed my cue. Well, this is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. And tonight we're talking with Corey Marshall, voice actor for uh, Shenmue, the voice of Ryo Hazuki. Hello again, Corey. Hello. Uh, we're having an awesome time uh, with you. And I think it's time we do uh, an important question. So, okay. you were, you were a, a taekwondo champion. So, who yeah. would win in a fight, Ryu Hazuki or Cory Marshall? Um, <clears throat> this is it, people. That, the important questions you know, start now. Be, you know, it might be like an unbeatable uh, opponent beat. beat you know what I mean? It's like it's kind of like an immovable force meets a. Uh, I think probably it'll be so epic that we'll just have to stop and maybe grab some drinks and before the attack or something like that. Uh, good answer. Good answer. Okay, so. But ends in a draw. Yeah. Uh, the universe would break. Yes. Or uh, Corey Marshall versus Chuck Norris. Uh, oh, well, see, this is hard because, you know, again, with him being Walker, Texas Ranger, and me being from Texas, uh, that's hard. You know, he does have a pretty epic beard. Mine's a little longer than his, but hers is, his is he's got, like, so much hair on his face. It's like, you know, the number, I don't know. It, that's that's a hard one. Um, I don't think I could fight fair if there was a fight between me and Chuck Norris. I think I would have to, I'd have to whoop out something that... Uh, Or maybe I could just do what Bruce Lee did, you know? Bruce Lee. We, have, we all have to remember, beat Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The only person on Earth to do so. Yes. Well, um, another question. Did you get to meet um, Yu Suzuki while in Japan doing work for Shenmue? Yeah, I sure did. And, and that, was, uh, that was quite an honor. They... They, he he ended up being in the uh, he ended up being in the building one day and uh, they invited me up to uh, to meet him and um, wow it was it was great it was uh, it was a brief encounter 
because uh, we had again we had work to do that day, but um, it it was great and I and I really enjoyed it and I and I let him know that I was a fan and and uh, I enjoyed his work and it was an honor, it was an honor to be uh, working on one of his projects and especially one that that I was uh, so so interested in you know. Mm-hmm. But um, that's about it, you know. We did. I did have to speak through a translator, but um, it was great. Yeah, he seems like a, a really nice guy. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Was there anything uh, in the script that you tried to change, or you changed, or wanted to change? Are you kidding me? Like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Like every single day. Um, um, yeah, I, and, you know, I've talked about this before too, where, um, you know, things get kind of lost in translation from Japanese to English, and we worked hard. We had some uh, English translators there, native speakers, and, um, uh, yeah, we, we, we put it our, we gave them our input. Um, they they gave us uh, their input and yeah it, it it was it was a back and forth there was definitely some give and take but um, yeah for sure there there were some things where like wow you really you just can't say this this, this is not <laughs> and, and, and I'm trying to think of an example right now but I think we can all think of some examples within the game that sound a little um, you know interesting I think everyone's but, uh, thinking about one right now. I know. Right now, we're all thinking of, uh, you know, something about sailors, or you know, <laughs> um, or about learning, you know, <laughs> particular martial arts moves when it comes to birds and stuff like that. <laughs> But yeah, um, so it was a lot of give and take, and and there and and they said, yeah, but you know, because it's still a Japanese game, because we still want that. That, that feel and we still want um, uh, things to be said a certain way you know what I mean so yeah. it, it's just uh, they, they said it has to have this feel it has to be like Shenmue it has to be like the original as much as we can because you know again we're we're, we're trying to bring people into a different world and yes sometimes things things are a little strange and things are a little different but i think that's part of the appeal anyway right i mean people love that stuff so yeah what, what can you actually say? what was it wrong i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i i don't think i could play shenmue now without uh, all the, the sailors references and everything i know right it's just it's been going on for years so we have a we have a whole uh a whole book to pull from now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, by the way, um, how many times have you walked into a bar asking for sailors? No, just kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's been a lot more recently than uh, than in my youth. What can I say? <laughs> oh my! Yes. Um, and Trini, Trini said, "I'm thinking about chicken fajita tacos." So yeah. Uh, Thanks for oh, that. Good. Well, Thanks for, for sharing. It's better than uh, learning how to swallow. <laughs> learning to swallow. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or something like that. Yeah. Okay, Again, so... Martial we, arts moves don't, don't exactly 
translate into English, so. <laughs> oh, yes. We could go on for days. I actually have a surprise for you. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but um, some people on the internet have uh, recorded, have made and recorded a few prank calls using Rio's voice. Not sure if you yes. know Yes, and it's amazing. If anybody hasn't heard it, they need to. Yeah, so since it's just uh, less than two minutes long, I wanted to play one of them and get your feedback afterwards. Is that okay? Yes, please. Let's, let's do this. Let's uh, listen to Ryu calls Terry's gold and he's actually a bit angry. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Good afternoon, Terry's gold. Hello. Hello. Where's Terry? Um, <laughs> this is calling. I'm Joel Hazuki. Joel Hazuki? Yeah. Can you hold, please? Uh, okay. <laughs> Hello? Hello, this is PJ. How can I help you? Hello? It's real. Who? Where's Terry? Uh, who's this? I'm Joel Hazuki. <laughs> okay, and you're calling in reference to? Terry. You're calling in <laughs> reference to to do what with Terry? Hello? It's real. Yes, you're telling me the reason why you're calling Terry. I have a question. About? <laughs> the Chiyu Men. About what? What? What do you say? Hello? I'm here. Waiting for you to tell me what the reason you're calling Terry for. I have a request. And the request is? I want to ask you about that man. <laughs> what man? Terry. And I don't know who you are, so you're not going to give me any information from me. You lying? Why would I lie? <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Who is this? Hello? It's real. Who? What do you say? I say I'm about to hang up. Don't what forget do you say to say goodbye. That? What? <laughs> don't forget to say goodbye. Hmm. If you're going to keep doing this, don't call back. I will have my revenge. <laughs> 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 uh, cracks me up every time. I know. It, it, it's I, I. I could probably listen to that once a day for the rest of my life and not get that nervous. This is really epic. Uh, so, any thoughts? You should this. Should do this sometime. Yeah, you know, I've even seen people at videos uh, doing it live in the park, you know, going up to strangers. I don't know yeah, how it was um, Mega 64, I think. Yes, yes. Um, it, it really takes some gall, man. It really, that, <laughs> that, that's brave. But, um, yeah, you know, and I love it too. I mean, when I don't, I try not to take myself too seriously. So when people do stuff like that uh, or if you're just even if you think it's hilarious how I say something or whatever you know what I mean I, I'm all for it you know because again I can't take myself too serious we're all just trying to have fun and play games and um, so when I hear stuff like this it's great you know <laughs> yes yes 
but that was actually awesome. There were a few others, so if you want to listen to them, just go to youtube.com and look it up. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I, I wanted to ask you something, but I just forgot because this was awesome. Yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, people, if you want us to ask uh, any other questions to Corey, you have until the end of the Sega Launch Challenge uh, to send us your questions at Radio Sega on Twitter, or you can uh, send in, send them to me. Uh, let's see. Just double-click my name in the IRC chat room, otherwise I'll lose track of the questions. Okay. So, Corey, we have a tradition here uh, on the Sega Lounge. Okay. It's called the Sega Lounge Challenge. So every guest has to go through the Sega Lounge Challenge. Okay. Uh, the worst part is the intro, actually. So okay. are you ready to take a listen to the Sega Lounge intro? The Sega Lounge Challenge intro? I don't think you are. Let's take a listen. <laughs> now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Or as it'll be known after this week, uh, Terry. Uh. <laughs> and that's actually the worst part about the, the challenge. Okay. But yes, it can be anything, actually. And um, we're doing something different this week. Uh, we've had quizzes. We've had in-reverse music. Uh, we never had... Uh, <laughs> uh, Don is laughing. Uh, a covers roulette. <laughs> What is a covers roulette? <laughs> it's something that I made up just before the show. So, the Sega Launch Challenge for the week is called Hazuki Covers Roulette. So, I have <laughs> I have um, ten different songs. Uh, I have one popular uh, kids song, uh, one popular Sega song. Uh, for 1986 hits, okay, because that was the, the year of Shenmue, uh, and four current pop hits, and they're all numbered 1 to 10. So, Corey, you'll have to pick uh, five numbers from 1 to 10, and what, what we want you to do is to read the lyrics that I'm gonna send you uh, through Skype uh, with Ryo Hazuki's voice and, and tone and okay. see how <laughs> these <laughs> songs would work if Ryo Hazuki was the singer or the man reading the lyrics okay okay so it's a little um, it's a little William Shatner with uh, Hazuki <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. exactly <laughs> So, do uh, you want to start? Pick one number from 1 yeah. to 10. 
and I'll send you the lyrics uh, on Skype. Alright. So, uh, do I pick a number now? Yeah, randomly, 1 Three. to 10. Choose wisely. Yeah, I choose number three. Okay, so you picked the current song, and I'm. Uh, there you go. So those are the lyrics for "All About That Bass" by Megan Trainer. <laughs> so. Whenever you're ready. Okay, do I get music or do I just read it? Uh, I don't have the music, you can just read it. Or okay, if you right. want to sing them, it's okay. You know what, I'll, 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 do, the, I'll do the Shatner version. Okay, okay. So. okay, let's pause the music. Because you know, I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No triple. I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No trouble. I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No trouble. I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No trouble. How's that? That's awesome. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, I got some more here. I'm bringing booty back. Go ahead. And tell the skinny bitches, hey. I, th I think we're good. No, I'm just playing. I know you think you're fat. But I'm here to tell you that. Um... Uh, I don't know. Can I, can I keep going? It's getting a little, uh, <laughs> I think, I think we're good. A little suggestive. Yeah, I think we could. <laughs> I try to get different variations of anger, different variations, you know. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. He, he was really feeling it. <laughs> Deeply okay, mixed there. Six now. Six. Number six. Number six, let's see. Number six, uh, awesome, awesome. So you picked a 1986 uh, hit, and what a hit! Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, I'll bring it up here just a second. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> girl. I can't understand why you want to hurt me after all the things I have done for you. I buy you champagne, roses, and diamonds for your fingers. Diamonds on your finger. Still, I hang out all night. What am I to do? My girl wants to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. <laughs> My girl wants to party all the time. All right. 
Oh my. Nine. Let's go with nine. Nine. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, this is a, a, a beautiful one. Yes. Uh, a 1986 hit from oh, the movie great. Top Gun. Uh, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Oh, this is great. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> they just All get right. better and better as we go. <laughs> oh. All right. Watching every motion of my foolish lover's game. On this endless ocean, finally, lovers know no shame. Lance oh, my lyrics here just a second. What am I? Wow. Okay. Take my breath away. Take my breath away. Watching, I keep waiting, still anticipating love. Never, never hesitation to become that fate one. Turning and returning to some secret place to hide. Watching in slow motion as you turn to me and say, my love, take my breath away. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> That's really, All right. really deep. Maybe that's a good one. Maybe we should end right there. <laughs> <laughs> one more, can one I, more. Can I, I, can't, I can't take my breath away. That's the best one. <laughs> you can't beat this one. Or maybe you that, can. It sounded it sound like uh, Ryu was singing at the Oscars for a moment there. <laughs> <laughs> that was epic. Okay, just one it's more. Yeah. It's making me, uh, making me a little hot under the collar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. Okay, well, you one pick more. one this time. Oh, I, I can pick one. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I think we'll go with... Um, hmm. Number two. Okay. Okay, so let's... <clears throat> You're not going to have me uh, uh, speak in Portuguese, right? Because... Sadly, no. <laughs> sadly, no. No, no. Uh, these are the lyrics to Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Cause the haters gonna play. Or, I'm, I'm skipping lines here. Here we go. Cause the player's gonna play. 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 Because the haters gonna hate. 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 Baby, I'm gonna shake, 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 shake it off. Heartbreaker's gonna hate, gonna break, break, break. And the faker's gonna fake, fake, fake. Baby. Baby. I just gotta shake, shake, shake. How was that? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was awesome, I think. <laughs> was awesome? Right. I think this deserves um, an applause. Yes, I think you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, I think right there at the end, too, I was picturing Len D right in front of me. <laughs> you know, I was getting that deep, gravelly voice going on. I really wanted to tell him to shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> oh, my. Epic, epic. So, you know what? If, if we put that in the third game, you won't even know what to do, and I'll just do a surprise attack, and that'll be it. That'll be the end of the game right there. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Shenmue 3 needs to have uh, karaoke. So, Ryo Hazuki doing some karaoke versions of songs. That would be awesome. Sega, make it happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you. Thank you so much, Corey, for being such a good sport. <laughs> sure. You know, I'd, I'd like to tell people uh, what's going on in my life right now. If I could. Go for it. Uh, yeah, awesome. So, yeah, I'm a part of a company now called uh, Make It Media. And uh, I will be uh, actually executive vice president of Make It Media in the games division. Mm -hmm. And uh, Make It Media is uh, it's a new company for uh, digital media entertainment and uh, technology. Um, now, there's a lot of, uh, see if I can kind of explain why I'm involved with it, and I'll, and I'll give you some more details in just a minute. I guess because uh, uh, we are involved with, um, uh, ta like, talent, uh, talent acquisition, as far as uh, bringing uh, different pe people of different talent backgrounds together and uh, hooking them up with people who are desiring to make uh, uh, projects like games or voice, you know, doing voiceover projects or, like I said, even if it's develop, uh, developing games and stuff like that. And there's a lot of stuff out there already that kind of does, does that, um, but really uh, we're kind of a whole package. We're trying to make a one-stop shop, right, for, for everything. We're making it more convenient and, and, and certainly less expensive uh, for people to, to join. But we're also doing a lot of original content as well. We'll be doing, uh, we'll, we'll be developing games. We're also developing uh, television shows, uh, things involving um, even uh, sports and uh, television and stuff like that. So uh, really, we're looking to be really a one-stop shop for entertainment, right? So uh, let's see. For How can promotion, learn more as, about as, uh, as well as well as uh, entertainment platforms and internet and television and movies and stuff like that as well. Mm -hmm. So, how can people learn um, more about this project? Yeah, so right now you can go to uh, makeitmedia.com and and you can kind of see the front page right now. Um, and actually, probably later on today. Uh, here in the United States, it's only uh, 1.33 p.m. And, um, uh, but probably later on today, there'll be a little bit, there's a little button there that says uh, Games Preview, and you'll be able to see me talking a little bit more about uh, some of the games that we'll be doing. We're actually launching 15 new uh, mobile games and internet games. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're using new technology as far as uh, proximity detectors and stuff like that. So you can actually uh, be 
able to play games with people within your proximity and you'll be battling people that way. Uh, the first game that we're doing is called Blast. It's like a, it's a global uh, warfare strategy game. And uh, look, you know, we're really trying to do things that are a little bit different. And uh, we're also going to start offering uh, large cash prizes to people who are top five players. Now, some other people have done this before, too, but the prizes have been really minimal. You know what I mean? Like, you can win a few bucks here and there and stuff like that. But we're actually mm-hmm. offering, like, real cash prizes, large cash prizes for people. Uh, will be the top five five players and we'll be offering that um in just a little bit actually uh uh blast will be launching uh this month um and should be pretty interesting we'll 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 see how things going and in my department not only doing games and, and voiceover but we're also doing uh digital comic books uh for people to download or view with on the site we're also doing transmedia and uh you know as our ceo michael williams likes to say it's transmedia we're we're trying to get 21st century story basically uh just trying to get the best you know of all technologies to be able to tell stories in multiple different genres and again you know people have done this with relative success but we're we're really bringing it to the next level so if people can go on to uh makeitmedia.com and like i said if they're doing that right now you'll be able to see the front page and just be able to read a little bit of information about what we're about but within the next couple of days uh you'll be able to see a lot more and particularly um you'll see a uh, a games preview button and if you click on that like i said later on today or tomorrow you'll be able to see me talking a little bit more about the game blast cool yeah so um do you have any personal projects you're working on for make it media uh, anything you'll do the voice acting for or any other kind of yeah Oh, um, with a couple of the projects coming up on Make It Media, I will be doing some voice of, uh, some voices for that. Um, there's also a speaking of transmedia, there'll be a, a transmedia project that I'll be working on outside of Mem uh, through a, a guy named Hal Hefner. I've actually uh, voiced some of his stuff before on his uh, online comic book called Gates. And um, so you could actually go on to, uh, if you look up Hal Hefner or if you look up Gates, which is his digital comic book, you'll be able to uh, see, you'll be able to hear some of my voicing on that. And he has a new project. Uh, he's doing all kinds of exciting things. Uh, you know, he's doing some stuff with uh, Wrigley Scott right now. Um, but his per- personal project uh, that he'll be launching here pretty soon, I'll be uh, voicing some stuff on that as well. Cool. So. Uh, um, do you have any uh, what do you see yourself doing in the coming uh, years in regards to voice acting to video games what would you like to do more voice acting anything different um, you know I, 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 I am starting to invest a lot of time into make it media I do see myself uh, spending a lot of time on that project um, you know, again, with it being a startup, it does require a lot of attention sometimes. And um, so I, I, I probably will find myself in there doing that work. 
uh, again, launching these games and getting a lot of uh, projects out as far as uh, some of the things that I had discussed before. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as far as voiceover stuff is concerned, there's a lot of um, a lot of buzz going around out there about Yu Suzuki and about uh, uh, the Shenmue 3 project. And uh, I know a lot of people are really interested to know what I know. And the answer to that is uh, you guys know as much as I do, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, you know, with, with my new... With my new business, and, and uh, I actually have something uh, lined up as far as a uh, film and a documentary is concerned. Uh, should be happening later on this month. That I'll be taking uh, place. That I'll be uh, taking a part of as well, and that's also uh, involving Shinmu. We are interested in seeing what we can do on our end as well to uh, mm, uh, to get the uh, Shenmu Three project rolling. <laughs> yes, so Shenmue is saying, make it media makes Shenmue 3. Rumors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, start the rumors. And, uh, you know, again, with, uh, with our games that we're, we're, la- we're, we're currently launching um, internet and mobile games, um, app games and stuff like that. Um, but we are interested, we are very interested in, in uh, doing multi- multi-platform games as well. So... Mm-hmm. With that in mind, um, you know, keep keep the rumors flying. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yes. Hashtag save Shenmue. Uh, on Twitter. Yes. Um, I asked for um, more questions from the listeners. And uh, I actually got a few. And they're all basically, when is Shenmue 3 coming? So, <laughs> yes, that's right. Because we all know um, Corey Marshall owns the rights to Shenmue, so that's why we're always asking you to do something with the franchise. Well, so, that's yeah. that's the big thing, right? Of course, is is where the rights are, who wants to give them up, how much how much they want to give it up for, and how much you know. It's that's 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 the big thing. And, um, of course, I think we all know that, that Sega still has uh, the, the rights to Shenmue, is that correct? So, um, and that's why uh, Yu Suzuki has, interest, has uh, expressed interest in taking over the uh, franchise, and a lot of people know that too. And again, you know, uh, again, with my, with my new company, if things uh, go well, which it's, it's looking like things might go well, um, I, I would be interested in seeing what I can do with that as well. So. Cool stuff. So keep us posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So people, of course, uh, stop asking. Uh, at least me. Go ask Corey. Uh, at <laughs> Corey Marshall VO. And yeah, you can send him your hate tweets as well because he doesn't give you Suzuki this Shenmue license. He's such a meanie. <laughs> I'm joking. No hate tweets, please. He's a nice guy. Well, you just anything... get saying... Sorry. You just get tw- you just get tweets saying you're you're singing the Nemini Auto Tune zero to ten. <laughs> yeah. I uh, you you should tweet at Corey Marshall Vo 
and tell him how much you loved his versions of current pop songs and 86 pop songs as well. Yeah, because they were amazing. They were amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, I tell you what, I will, uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I'll do a singing version next time. I, I was feeling the uh, the talking version this time. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll keep that dream alive. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe you know, if uh, people are interested in Shenmue 3, maybe uh, I could put out an album of Hazuki uh, exactly. doing uh, popular songs. Hazuki covers. Yeah, yeah, you got absolutely. the title right there. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll do a little profit share from that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Anything else you'd like us to, or you'd like to promote, uh, you'd like to say, Corey, for our listeners? Uh, yeah, you know, again, um, you know, I guess one thing I do want to say before I go. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that they have the greatest fans in the whole world and all that BS. Really, um, I have to say that I have the greatest fans in the entire world. And the reason is, is because of, of their tenacity, right? I mean, the, the way that, uh, uh, first of all, the love of the game, um, they like me in it, which is really fantastic. And uh, really, the... the devotion that they have to see uh, the the game continue. Uh, even to this day, people still talk about it daily, you know. And, and, I don't, and I don't know anybody else who has that, you know what I mean? So, people think they have great fans, but really, I, I think I have <laughs> the greatest fans ever. And I think Shenmue does, and I think uh, Sega has wonderful fans, and I think Yu Suzuki has fantastic fans you know i mean somehow this this uh storm has come together and, and and made people really um love and want um shenmue to uh continue so i just want to say thank, thank you to the fans because wow um i wouldn't be where i am uh today and um I, I my life certainly wouldn't be as interesting without you so thank you to the fans thank you Awesome, awesome.
every week a different guest, Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. This is the final part of our show. We call it After Hours. So it's all been said and done, almost. Uh, we're just here to just uh, tell you that we hope you enjoyed this week's show and that you, you know, come back next week. We'll open our doors yet again for another guest. This time, hopefully, a brand new guest. We've got some cool interviews lined up for the coming weeks. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to record them in time for the next few episodes of the Sega Lounge. That being said, next week we'll have uh, someone from a blog that uh, actually uh, beat Radio Sega in TSSC's Metallic Madness event. So if you were following that, I kind of wasn't, but I discovered this blog because of that. Um, and I, I thought it, it's a great idea, it's great quality. That There are other uh, projects, you know, uh, associated with that as well. And so we'll have someone to talk about that next week so uh, get hype because it's going to be a great episode of the Sega Lounge. Other uh, future plans for the Sega Lounge include community people or other community people industry guests who we are also working on getting uh, on the show eventually but you know sometimes you guys have some awesome ideas so if you think we should interview a certain person or uh, you know, get in touch with a certain company that is somehow related to Sega or is doing something, um, maybe a game, an indie game for a, a Sega platform or something, let us know, kc at radiosega.net with your suggestions or a, a direct message on Discord, I'm kc over there, a private message on the Radio Sega forums, DM on Twitter, you know, just try and reach me somehow and send me your suggestions and we'll see what we can do for the next few weeks of the Sega Lounge. That being said, it's been fun to uh, be back, uh, you know, reopen the doors for you guys uh, and let's see if we can get this going for a few more weeks with some awesome guests. I'm sure you'll be glad to hear current or future episodes of the show. I've been KC. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out radiose.ga slash shows for uh, upcoming shows airing on Radio Sega, uh, which reminds me of something big. So tomorrow at 7 p.m. Western Europe time or UK time, we'll have the premiere of a brand new show on Radio Sega, a brand new live show called Topical Resort with Viper. So I hope you guys tune in tomorrow, 7 p.m. Western Europe time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific. We have other shows, so go to radiose.ga slash shows. And the Sega Lounge will be back next week. Until then, enjoy some music. I'll be back soon. Bye-bye.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.